This message is produced by the Transformation Edge Church. We believe you'll be inspired and transformed by it. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable. Amen. Are we good? Everyone all right? Awesome. How many of us have got our Bibles here today? Lift it up. Yes, awesome. All the old school guys with your Bible. I can see some lights going up in the air, you know, but the old school physical Bible and the phones, everything is looking all charged and ready to go tonight, which is fantastic. Okay, join me go to the book of Mark, chapter 2. I love Mark. I love Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I just believe that those guys, those guys are absolutely fantastic. But I like Mark. So let's go to Mark chapter 2. Amplified will be great if you can, please. And Jesus, having returned to Capernaum after some days, it was rumored about that he was in the house, probably Peter's, Hmm, probably Peter's house. And so many people gathered together there that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he was discussing the word, in other words, preaching the word. Then they came bringing a paralytic to him who had been picked up and was being carried by four men, maybe his friends or brothers. And when they could not get him to a place in front of Jesus because of the throgs, Uh, They dug through the roof above him, and when they had scooped out an opening, they let him down, thickly paddled, quilt or mat upon which the paralyzed man lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, their confidence in God through him, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven you and put away. That, that is, the penalty is remitted, the sense of guilt removed, and you are made upright and in right standing with God. Praise God. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there holding a dialogue and, uh, with themselves as they questioned in their hearts. But why does this man talk like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins, remove guilt, remit the penalty, and bestow righteousness instead except God alone? And at once, Jesus, becoming fully aware in his spirit that they thus debated within themselves, said to them, Why do you argue, debate, reason about all this in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven and put away, or to say, rise, take up your sleeping pad or mat and start walking about and keep on walking. Say amen. And verse 10 says, but, you, but that you may know positively and beyond a doubt that the Son of Man has right and authority and power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, arise, pick up and carry your sleeping pad or mat and be going on home. And he arose at once and picked up the sleeping pad or mat and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and recognized and praised and thanked God saying, we have never seen anything like this before. Jesus went out again, so he continued. So I'll stop at verse 12. How good was that read? Yes, miracles. How many of us love miracles? Amen. So I'll go back to verse 1 and we'll just do that together. Can we do that together? Let's go back to verse 1. 
and just picture ourselves. So we've had a read. I just want us to sort of picture ourselves in this chapter. And Jesus having returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was rumored about that he was in the house, probably Peter's. And in that place, let's go back to verse 1. What do you picture? So Jesus, right? This really cool dude who has been doing so many amazing things. Like bring it to this day and age. Think about what people will be doing if whatever celebrity was coming in town. It would be rumored on Twitter. It would be rumored on all the Instagram guys. Facebook. I'll be doing Facebook definitely. And then some other people will be doing YouTube. Some other people will be doing what? WhatsApp. Some people will be doing whatever. You know, iPhone. Everyone will be tagging their friends. I'll be tagging my friends on Facebook saying, hey, this man, Jesus, is coming to town. He's coming home. He's coming to this place. You know, they said maybe Peter's house. Oh, Peter was one of his friends, his disciples. So obviously, everyone knows Peter's home. So this guy was going to be hitting this home. What are we going to do? We're going to all show up and have a good party studying God's word. How good is that? Amen. So verse 2 tells us that, and so many people, right? Just what I said. So we're picturing what's happening, right? And so many people gathered because of what they've done. Because they've gone to Twitter. They've gone to Facebook. They've gone to all of these different social media outlets to let the whole world know that this amazing dude, this amazing man, this miracle worker, this healer, this God who has been doing so many miracles, miraculous things is coming. And so many people gathered together there that there was no longer room for them. And that place struck me. So many people gathered in this house that there was no room in that place. How many of us know that when Jesus shows up in a room, there will be no room for, for people to be in that place because everyone wants to stay in God's presence. So for me, Jesus is no longer with us, right? He's gone and he's coming back again, right? And for, for, for me, when he went, he said to us, he goes, I'm not going and leaving you guys stranded. I'm leaving my spirit with you. And for each and every one of us in this place, we've got the spirit of God. How many of us have got God's spirit? we got the God's spirit inside of us. So if just Jesus was coming, if only Jesus is coming and just coming through the doors and there was no room in this whole building, guess what? You got Jesus. I got Jesus. You got Jesus. Each and every one have got Jesus. Think about how many people will fill this whole place if each and every one of God that carried Jesus shows up with the entire crowd that we have tagged on Facebook, Twitter, and all of these different places. Think about that for a second. Because when you got God's presence inside of you, it will attract people to you. It will draw men, women, children, every single person with you into God's presence. They don't want to do what you're doing. They don't want to eat what you're eating. You're eating God's word. I'll do that with you. Uh, what are you doing? You're praising God. I'll do that with you. Because I just get drawn into God's presence because you carry something that the world does not have. Praise God. How many of you know you're different from every other kid out there? Come on. How many of you know that you're unique? You're so different. How many of you know that you reason differently from every other kid out there? How many of you know that when every other person says there's a casting down, things are going down, you are so different. You said, you know what? It's happened. I'm moving on. I'm dusting everything up. I'm praising God. It's happened. And I know that. Do you know what? It's happened. But God is going to continually be praised in my life because it gets better for me. Guess what? We're not doing enough. If just God... Jesus was coming into town and just him came in and there was no room in the place. If one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, how many of us who have got Jesus inside of us times it by the number of people, there should be no room in the entire Jemison town. 
if just him came into a building and there was no room in that place. Think about if each and every one of us tagged our entire city and brought them into one building where God's presence is just absolutely mind-blowing, like a mighty rushing wind. That miracles just happen because we are all together in one place in his presence. Think about what would happen. Think about it for a second. I want us to actually put ourselves in that zone, even if we're in 2019, but put ourselves in that period when that was happening. Praise God. Let's move on. And so many people gathered together that uh, there that there was no longer room for them. Not even around the door. Come on, look, look around us. There's so much room in the door. We don't want there to be room anymore. We don't want that to happen. We want the entire place to be filled up. We want the crowd coming through because what? We're carrying Jesus and we're all gathered. Think about the upper room for a minute. Think about this zone just being the upper room where before people come through, just as far as that junction, there's just healing. People are being slain by the anointing just because people are just gathered in one place doing the same thing for one God. Being on one page, doing the same thing for one God over and over again. Guess what? Things will happen. You may not know those guys. Guys, they may not know you, but miracles just happen because we are on one page, carrying one God, doing the right thing and asking one thing, that God shows up in our neighborhood. Because when that thing happens, that miracle happens, more people will be attracted into his presence. Am I okay? Are you okay? Let's keep going. So it says... Not even around the door. And he was discussing the word. In other words, he was preaching the word. So think about it for a minute. I like picturing myself in there. So Jesus is discussing. Just the way I'm discussing right now. We are discussing. We're having a chat. We're having a discussion. Think about while I'm just up here. I'm just going for it. I'm going, yes. In the name of Jesus. This is happening right now. God is going to come down right now upon each and every one of your head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And all of a sudden, the roof is opening right in the middle of my message. That's what happened. Read it. Let's read it. It says, then they came bringing a paralytic to him who had been picked up and was being carried by four men. Right? And when they could not get to him, in other words, they could not get through the doors. They could not get through the windows because there were so many people in that place. What happened? And when they could not get through to him, to the place in front of Jesus, what happened? Because of the throngs, they dug through the roof. How good is that? Persistence is what I see right there. You can't get through the doors. You can't get through the window. Get through any way you want to get through just to get to what you want. Persistency. Not losing faith. Not losing hope. Not getting discouraged. Think about if Jesus lost hope when he was carrying the cross. We wouldn't be where we are right now. Think about if we, he got discouraged at some point. We wouldn't be sitting right here right now. Come on. Think about if at some stage when it was just too much and he thought, oh, there's no way out. There's no windows to go out through. There's no doors to go out through. We wouldn't be where we are right now. Come on. Losing hope and losing faith is not part of your DNA. It's, it is not part of your DNA. You stick to it. You hold on to the plow and you never look back. You hold on to this God. You say, I will follow Jesus for the rest of my days. And you keep going. You don't allow the situations of this world get to you. For as for me and my house, I have decided to follow Jesus for the rest of my days. You keep going, girl. You keep going, man. You just keep going because you've got all it takes. He has made you and created you with so many things inside of you. Like six-pack, ten-pack of things inside of you that 
on. So you don't give up. You stay persistent just like these guys. I love that persistency that they had. There was no way. They could have just said, you know what, let's just stay out. Right? They could have just said, you know what, let's just stay. Let's just wait. Maybe when they finish, there might be a little bit of space. They might just have given some excuses like most of us like to do. Most of us, I'm right here. We just like to give those kind of excuses. You know what? Too many people. Oh, we're too cute to go through the crowd. Hey, we're too cute. We're like, hmm, people might laugh at us. What are they going to say? Nah. They might say I'm stepping on their toes. Hey, shove up my way. I'm going straight through. Because you know what you want. You know what you want. The best thing I can do is say, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I've got to go through. That's me being nice. But if I'm saying, excuse me, and you're not excusing yourself, I'll be pushing my way through. Because I know what I want. I know what all I came for. When we come into God's presence, do we know what we come for? Or we're just ticking the, the books. I went to church on Friday. I went to church on Sunday. That passion is not there anymore where we, 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 we just come and we just tick the boxes. But I just want us to see how persistent these guys were. That they went through the throngs and even came. I just think sometimes, sometimes I like to imagine things. Did they, did they come ready to even go through the, the roof? Did they come with knives? Did they come with a saw? Because you, if, you're going to, if you're going to a concert, a conference with thousands of people, you don't go with knives and saws just in case. You just go in, right? Because you know, I paid for it, I'm just going in. Go like the days where you... I don't know if they paid for tickets there and you're looking so cute coming in and everyone at the door from the car park saying, hello, welcome to church. You don't get that those days. You want something, you go for it. You want something, you run to it. You want something, go get it. You want the violet takes it by force. You go get it, girl. You don't just sit there looking nice and cute. You go get what you want. You go get it, yes. Because what, what, you know, what happens is when you look all nice and cute, you will sit there and things will just move past you. Think about that guy uh, 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 that was by the pool of uh, uh, Bethesda. Did I pronounce it? Yeah? What, what was his excuse? Think about it because we make those excuses. Odd. What was his excuse? No one's there to put me in. He's looking nice and cute by the pool every single time. Yeah, in, yeah, out, just looking nice and cute. Instead of, you're there... Before these guys wake up in the morning to drive or walk or get on the donkey or however they're going to get there, you can just leap and jump in there yourself or crawl. You, you know, you can crawl with your tummy, right? Think about the babies. They crawl with their tummies first before they start, you know, standing and walking and doing all of that. There are different stages. So as a grown man, you can still crawl with your tummy and get in there. So what happened? They dug through the roof with a sword or whatever they did and went... And when they had scooped out an opening, scooped, what's that? Cut, scooped, literally like ice cream scoop, yeah? So that for me means the place was probably a bit deep. They had to scoop it. In other words, they had to dig, dig through it. I think about, I'm picturing maybe, you know, back then they had the hot, uh, those muddy muds with all the hot, you know, well, and they they put a lot, piles and piles, and they had to scoop out all the different things just to make sure this man goes through the roof. Praise God. They scooped out an opening and let down the thickly padded quilt or mat upon which the paralyzed man lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he saw their faith. In other words, he's always looking out for your faith. 
It's always looking out for your faith. How much faith have you got? How much persistency have you got? He's always looking out for how much faith you've got. Because that moves him when he sees that, oh my God. Think about Solomon. When Solomon just kept doing what he was doing, what do you want? Because when God sees, when Jesus sees that your faith is just so, you know, he gets his attention. He would look onto your direction. What do you want? And when he went through and Jesus saw their faith, their confidence in God through him, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven <laughs> and put away. That is the penalties remitted, the sense of guilt removed, and you are made upright in right standing with God. That's what happens. You're made with right standing with God. And, and for a minute, I was just thinking, you know, that man is probably thinking, you know what? I'm so close. I'm so close. I'm so close. Keep coming down. And those guys are bringing him through the roof. And he's like, keep coming. Keep, I'm so close. I'm nearly there. And finally, he gets there. And he just can't wait to, for Jesus to just say, your, your feet are healed. You know, and just keep going. He's probably dreaming about everything that he could do. Run in the beach with, you know, sand. Feeling the sand on his, on his feet. Or probably a young, I don't know how old he is. I'm thinking in my head. Maybe he's never been married. Maybe he's never walked down the aisle. And he's thinking, oh, my God. Now I can finally tell the girl of my dream, oh my God, let's walk down the aisle together. Oh, I can finally, maybe he was married and maybe he had kids. Oh, maybe I can finally play soccer with my boys. Or maybe, whatever, we can picture whatever was going through his head at the time. And for me, when I saw and read that part, and I, I'm thinking he just wanted Jesus to just lay hands or just say, you are healed. And Jesus is busy talking about sin. Your sins are forgiven. In other words, the root cause of that illness is gone. It's not the illness itself, but the root cause of that illness is gone. Your faith has made you whole. Praise God. You're forgiven. Penalty is remitted. The sense of guilt is removed. And so many of us feel guilty all the time, and that's why we're not moving past where we are. We feel guilty all the time, just like this man. Some of us are feeling a bit paralyzed spiritually and even a bit physically because we're just feeling that we're in that place, in that zone where we're not moving the way we want to move. But tonight, God is saying you are forgiven. The root cause of whatever is happening is gone. It's remitted. You are free. And that guilt is removed. You don't need it. The past is gone. And guess what? So many things will remind you of your past. So many things, so many people around you will remind you of your past. And that's what they're good at. So many people like, imagine that guy could have been embarrassed in front of all that crowd. God talking about sin. You know, can, can you imagine talking about sin? That's so embarrassing. And so many people, that's what the world does. The world will tag you and make you feel horrible, make you feel guilty, make you feel like, oh my God, you've committed something 15, 20 years ago and it stays on your record forever. But hey, tonight God is saying it's gone. Because when you gave your life to God, is it 2 Corinthians 5, 17? If anyone be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. That old past is gone. Behold, everything has become new. You are now new in Jesus. That means your past is gone. 
you know, you don't need to feel guilty anymore because when you continue to feel guilty, all this, the devil is happy that you're feeling guilty and all of this depression, all of this anger is coming through the doors because you feel that. God is not heaping that on you. You're the one heaping it on yourself. But God is saying you're in Christ right now. He's gone and he's forgotten. Anyone keep saying it? Shush them off. Anyone keep saying it? Oh, well, you can keep saying what you want. I'm living my life. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Oh, Joe is my strength. I wake up every morning feeling good. You can keep living my life for me. That's all good, but I am okay because God has made me okay. If anyone be in Christ is a new creation, all things are past. And behold, everything has become new. Everything is starting all over again. A new page is open for you. A new page. A new life is ahead of you. It's, and it's beautifully laid ahead because the master planner has done a great job on you. Therefore, no other person can come and say anything because they, don't, they can't match the master planner. You just need to look ahead of you. I have a new beginning. Therefore, I'm just going to walk into this plain, lovely page of my life and just go. Keep going. And that's what this man did. And now, now, oh yeah, you know these guys, haters. You know, you, you, got, you know those people, they're just hating on you. For some of us, I just feel, you know, there are some people that just feel, I want to be friends with everybody. I don't want to ever step on people's toes. I want to always satisfy everybody. You can't. I know a lovely lady here who tells me all the time, even if you cut your throat and put it on a platter for anybody, it's never going to be enough for them. And that word has stuck into my head. We learn from each other every day. Stuck into my head, a good part of my head that is still there. So if I've done my best and he ain't good enough for you, oh, sorry, I've done my best for you. Praise God. Now, these kind of people, look at them. Scribes, what a name. They were sitting there. Holding a dialogue as well. Jesus is having a dialogue and they, they, they too are having a dialogue. You know when the preacher is preaching and someone just stands sitting at the back saying, where's that part of the Bible? You know, what does he say? Oh, he's blasphemy. He's saying the wrong thing. What, what part of it? You know those kind of people? You know, but, but pastors finish preaching. Instead of them to just take what belongs to them, run with it. No, they're very critical. Critical minds, critical spirit. They don't grow. They don't grow past a the point. They're destroyers. They're haters. Haters. Scribes, they were sitting there holding a dialogue with themselves as a question in their hearts. Why does this man talk like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins, remove guilt, remit the penalty, and bestow righteousness instead except God alone? Of course, because they don't know. Ignorance is a killer. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. God, Jesus is right there in front of them and he is the word. How many of you know that when I come here, every pastor that I've come here, we only have a word for you, for everybody sitting. But hey, they've got Jesus right there who was the word right in, in that place, in flesh for them. But they still did not recognize it because they've got a critical spirit, critical mind critical mind, critical spirit. If you've got people like that around you, kick them out the door. You don't need to be friends with everybody. Come on. Come on. You don't need to be friends with everybody. Everyone don't need to be on your boat. The ones that don't align with your spirit, kick them out the door. Only hang out with people that align with your spirit. People that will grow with you. People that will encourage you. People that you come to, God, you come to God's house with and they're just so full of power and passion. 
He sees, he searches, he sees your heart. He sees right where you are. While you're thinking, wait, what you're doing right now, wherever your heart is, God sees. He sees everything. You can't run away from him. He sees everything. And these guys, while they're busy dialoguing and talking their own stuff, Jesus becoming fully aware of uh, uh, in his spirit that they, they thus debated within themselves, said to them, why do you argue, debate, reason about all these in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven and put away, or to say, rise, take up your sleeping pad or, or, or mat and start walking about and keep on walking. But that you may know positively and beyond a doubt that the Son of Man, that's Jesus who was right there, has right and authority. Come on, how good is that? Uh, he has right and he has authority and power on earth. On earth, while he was on earth, he's still reminding them about his godliness. Like, I have right, I have authority. And do you know he's given us that same right and authority? That when things come around us, we can actually say, I have that right. I have that authority. You can't stay in my home. Depression, come on. You came to the wrong place. You can't come in here. I've got rights and authority over you. Failure, come on. Oh, yeah? All right, I'm going to do better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that I've got a God who lives inside of me that is a winner all the time. You know, anything that comes around you, you've got to be able to say, I've got that right. I've got that power and authority because he gave it to you. He gave you that right. He gave you that power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Those serpents and scorpions are what? Disappointment, sicknesses, disease? Call it whatever it is. Those are your serpents and those are your scorpions. And you've got rights and power and authority over it. I'm excited. I'm just excited. Are you excited? I am. I am. I'm just excited. You know, just that reminder that I've got, how many of us like rights and authority? Come on. We like power. We like to be in that position where we tell people what to do. Come on. How good is that? I'm the manager. You know, you, you like that. Come on. Who doesn't like to be a manager? Who doesn't like to be a director? Who doesn't like to be some, someone who, who commands something that says, you got to stop what you're doing right now. Who doesn't like to do that? We even do that over our children. Stop doing that. Come on, Naomi, stop it. Oh, Eva, stop it. You know, that's using authority and power because you've got that over them until they become adults and they're like, you can't tell me what to do. Hey, I will tell you what to do. The Son of Man has rights and authority and power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, so he said that to them. He reminded them, I've got rights and authority to do whatever I want to do. And then he didn't even wait for them to respond. Because you don't respond to people like that. Critical people, critical people, haters, you don't give them time. You're wasting your time and, 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 and saliva and energy on them. Don't give them that time, just ignore them. You can say one, you know when they say silence is the best answer? You know, just give them one word and walk away and just turn back to someone who needs your authority and power to take out that situation from its roots. And he says, he said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, arise, pick up, and carry your sleeping pad or mat, and be going on home. And he arose at once and picked up the sleep. He arose, not five minutes later, at once. Come on, authority and power. You got that. Come on. Superman power living right inside you. You got to use it. You got to press those buttons that when you press it rightly, knowing who you are, it happens instantaneously. Not five minutes later. You speak to that pain and it happens instantly because you've got him inside of you. You only need what? Faith. Faith is all you need. 
You don't need anything else but faith. When you don't have that faith, then whatever you're doing doesn't work. But all you need is faith and belief and everything that you ask is done. Is done. He arose at once, I love that, at once, and picked up the sleeping pad of mud and went out before them all, before them all. In other words, in my head, I'm thinking he was the first to get out of the building before them all, right before the, the gripes and whoever, right before the haters. I'm going to get out of here. I ain't got time for you guys. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going on my date right now. I'm, I'm telling that babe right now, I'm getting out of this place right now before them all. And what happened? They were all amazed and recognized and praised and thank God saying, what? We have never seen anything. That's what happens when you use your power and authority inside of you. People around you, in, in fact, the scribes around you and the haters, they'll be the first to say, we've never seen anything like this before. Come on, in our own time, 2019, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never. I loved that chapter, and I hope you did too, just to remind us about so many things and who we are and, and what we are capable of doing what we are capable of doing, and just imagine what we have together in this place and what can happen in this place can be so electrifying when we know who we have in this place. Electrifying together, together in this place, together in this place. How amazing is that? Are we good? Yeah. Let's bring some faith together. Let's bring some hope together in this place right now. Let's bring some belief in our spirit. Let it rise from your spirit. Let faith arise. Let hope arise. Let some believing arise from your spirit right now. Let everything that you need to keep walking like that man, to rise up and just keep walking, arise from your spirit right now. And just begin to open up your mouth and thank God. We're not asking. We are thanking God because everything that has kept us down, everything that has kept us paralyzed is out of the way and we have risen up and we are walking and we'll keep walking in the name of Jesus. There's no stopping us no more. The haters cannot stop us. Nothing can stop us. Nothing, not even the windows, the doors, the roof can stop us. We are going to continue to look up to Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith and we're just going to keep walking. We're going to keep walking. We are rising and we have risen already because our light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon us in the name of Jesus for he who the son has set free he is free indeed we are free to lift up our hands we are free to do whatever we are going to do we are free to be who you have called us to be oh God we have got that power and we have got that authority to keep using to the praise and glory of your name in Jesus name Amen The message you've heard was produced by the Transformation Edge and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website www.thetransedge.com or you may contact us via email to frontdesk at thetransedge.com or on Facebook, The Transedge Church. You may wish to call us on 02-4731-2419. The Transedge, a change is inevitable.